Hello and welcome back to Conversations with the Mind. I'm your host as always, Shane LaMaster. I want to first start off by thanking all of our listeners. Um, It's because of you that we can get this message out and spread it to as many as possible. So please like and share. The best thing you can do is listen to our podcast. Second best is liking and sharing our podcast so that it can spread throughout your, your social media and reach more people. You can also donate to this podcast. I don't take any profit from it, but all donations go towards upgrading our systems. We're getting close to the halfway mark of our goal of 40 episodes before we're going to upgrade our microphones, and I'm going to fashion some sort of space in my house for podcasting, like a a little podcast studio. So, um, And that's just in an effort to get you guys a better message, make it clearer. So please like and share. Um, Donate if you wish, but... um, the best thing you can do is just continue to listen to our podcast. Our listenership continues to grow, and we love the comments that you guys are leaving. Uh, people from all over the world are reaching out, and it's pretty cool to see this community build around this thing. Um, so please continue to listen. Uh, we're always, uh, as always, sponsored by my private practice counseling company, MindOps. You can find us at MindOps.com. That's M-I-N-D hyphen O-P-S dot com. You can also find us on YouTube. We have a MindOps YouTube page where I've posted a number of videos breaking down a lot of the concepts that we talk about on this podcast in a little greater depth, um, topic-specific. But go check out our YouTube page and see what you like. Um, If there's any topics that you'd like us to cover, by all means, send us comments and let us know. Um, but other than that, go to our website, mindops.com. There you can find find out what we do. We specialize in general psychotherapy, addiction counseling, sport and performance psychology, and psychedelic integration therapies. Um, I am a mobile and eclectic type therapist, so I will come to your location, or I can do um, therapy through uh, the internet, via Skype, or uh, through telephone as well. So we are set up to do that. Um, We can work with individuals, groups, both large and small, teams, businesses, military, um, and, you know, pretty much anybody uh, who wants to improve their mindset. So on to our good news section. Our good news story today, again, comes from the Good News Network. I just love this website. And this is one of the one of my favorite ones that we've had so far on this show. The title of the article reads, Scientists can now regenerate and implant any injured organ without the body rejecting it. Now, this has been, um, you know, a little bit in the news for the last couple years as far as it being a possibility, and it's almost seemed like science fiction. Um, the further back you go, um, these stories have been coming up. But this one particularly interests me because I have had uh, so many Um, you know, what I would call catastrophic injuries where an entire ligament has failed and I've had to get surgeries. Um, I think I'm up to 12 or 13 surgeries so far, um, and I'm only 35. Um, And so this new science coming out with not only stem cells, but 3D printing of organs and um, also regenerating and now regenerating um, from your own tissues and being able to implant the organ um, that's how that's how we're discovering that um, one of the best ways for the body not to reject that tissue is to create it from your own tissue. Um, stem cells are also very viable, but unfortunately in this country they're not quite legal. Um, my hope with all the pain and, and the hassle that I have to put into my um, injuries that those stem cells will become available. 
Um, so I just wanted to spread that to you guys, some good news. If you want to check out the article, again, go to thegoodnewsnetwork.org. Um, and again, this, this type of science just fascinates me. It, uh, it's really cool to see what we can do. Hopefully we don't take it down a dark road, um, but um, that's up to us and maintaining our ethics. So um, that's our good news story today. Um, today we have a very, very special guest with us. Um, a good friend of mine, Peter. I've known Peter for about six months. Um, he walked into Z's training gym here in Fort Collins about six months ago, and that's where I first met him. Um, he started, I think, in the MMA classes first, and then um, very quickly came over to our jiu-jitsu classes. And since then, he's been he's been kind of obsessed with it, and I and I love that because that's exactly how I was when I first started. Um, the reason why I wanted to have Peter um, on on the podcast today, and I've been wanting to have him on for a very long time, he brings a very unique perspective. Um, he's actually not from this country. He's from uh, Vietnam, North Vietnam, and South Vietnam. oh, South Vietnam. Yeah. Sorry, and uh, and I really want to get his perspective on a lot of different things, um, being that he's from a different country, and uh, sort of what he thinks about um, our country and what's going on, as well as you know cultural differences between us um so so yeah welcome peter hi yeah um so the first question i always ask my guests is um that you know the podcast title is conversations with the mind um so for you having and i i I actually know very little about you and like your history and where you come from and your belief systems and things like that which i hope we can get into a little bit but um Coming from your background, what does that title mean to you? When you hear um, that phrase, conversations with the mind, what does that mean to you? So, conversation with the mind, uh, when I hear that, I think that uh, the conversation we're going to have that, um, about the life, about a life, about so what's really in my mind, and so... Other people, when they listen to, they can open their mind to more knowledge that they list uh, from listening to the conversation. So that may help them with their problems in their life. That like uh, something like stuck in their mind and they they can't figure out how how to solve those problems. And now they listen to this conversation, they may know like they may not they may see. The way to solve the problems through the conversation. Mm-hmm. That's what I think about a title. That, yeah, that's great. Um, that's exactly how I think about it too. Yeah. You know, um, that's what this is all about: is is sort of bringing our minds out into the open yeah. and letting other people listen, uh, because you know we don't always get that deep in our conversations yeah. with each other. And so, you know, I'm very grateful that you're sitting here in front of me. You know, very honored that you're a part of this podcast. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, let's get right into it. You know, you're from South Vietnam. Um, I think you said, um, where are your parents right now? They're still in Vietnam. Yeah, they're right? still in Vietnam. My whole family is still there. Mm-hmm. So you're the only one here yeah, in the U.S.? Yeah, I came here by myself. Okay, that's a, that's a huge <laughs> task. I'd yeah. love to hear about that, too. But mm-hmm. first, like, maybe you could share with the audience, like, what was it, what was it like growing up in Vietnam, um, you know, in the 90s, in the early 2000s? What was it like? Um, I I really didn't pay attention much how it was there because I just like 
follow the the flow of life there, like what everybody does there. I just like went to school and I live with my parents for my whole life. That's that's the, pretty much what people do there. They live uh, with their parents for their whole life. Their whole life. Their whole life. Wow. Until like even when they have many kids, you know, uh, and when they all get married and have their own families, and one. One or two members of the family will stay with their parents when they're old. Hmm. Yeah, I. That's something I noticed too. About I've only been to, um, you know, the Asian countries a couple times. I've been to Thailand, Cambodia, um, and uh, Burma mm-hmm. or Myanmar. Um, but when I got over there, it felt so much more communal. Like. Um, and that's you know the family systems are stronger and they go really deep yeah. you know many many generations mm-hmm. living in one household yeah. um, everybody contributes everybody you know it's it's like one big system yeah. you know whereas here in the U.S. it's you know we're out by 18 years old yeah. or earlier these days too mm-hmm. 16 17 out on your own um, you know a lot of us go back to our parents here and there i went back to my mom's yeah. house um in the midst of my addiction um to get sober so it's much different between you know vietnam and and how it feels over there so you kind of broke the mold you you broke out of that system and came over here on yeah. your own um what did your parents think they must have they must have been really shocked um not really. They're actually happy for me that I, like, get to live in America now, mm. and they hope that I will get the citizenship here someday soon. So, so I will have a better life here, you know, because I'm sure that everybody knows that everybody likes America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in Vietnam, the Vietnamese they think good things about America. Yeah, they they think good things about America. Okay, because I've been to some countries in like Europe, like um, some places in France or something where, you know, they do not like Americans. They don't like our culture or how loud we are or how, how much oil and money we we waste and all these things. Yeah. But but for you guys, yeah, what's it like um, living in Vietnam, growing up, and like, did you see a lot of American stuff over there? Yeah, we um, we are affected by American culture too. Sure. Like all the American movies are there, you know, and we listen to a lot of American music too. Hmm. It's the same here when I when I come here, you know. And people there, they actually love to sing. They more people there, like especially young people, listen. They listen to American music and they learn everything. Cause they like to learn English, so they learn everything from the song, and they the can music. sing the whole song. Wow! Yeah, well, I, yeah, I've seen like um, karaoke is really yeah. big, really big. Too. Yeah. So that's interesting. Do you think? Um, well, obviously, you know, because of the v- because of the Vietnam War mm-hmm. in your country, um, you know, there's a lot of um, veterans that stayed over there after yeah. the war. So American culture still had these pockets, you yeah. know, and. Um, you know, as the internet came along and there was more communication between countries and, you know, you can download American songs instantly, you know, I think it sounds like you guys have really embraced parts of it, yeah. but also made it your own too. Mm-hmm. You know, why, why do you think everybody wants to learn English over there? 
I think that's kind of interesting because over here in America, nobody really wants to learn any language. Like me, a third of our country is um, Hispanic or of Hispanic descent or Latino or something, and most of us can't speak Spanish, right? Yeah. So what? Yeah. What? What? What is it about English? Because, as you know, English is the global language. Mm. So, other other companies from other countries when they invest into Vietnam, they they build companies there, factories there, and when they hire people, they always require English because they use English to communicate between mm -hmm. the the coworkers and you know and the employees and lawyers. So from from other countries too, they use English. Mm -hmm. So that's why when you know English there, you have better opportunities to work for foreign companies and make more money there. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah, it's definitely a good business move. Yeah. you know to learn English huh that's interesting you know I'd like to go over there sometime I mean we're going to Thailand next month um, but we won't be able to go to Vietnam and I'd really like to go there sometime just to see how much of America is over there um, you know sometimes some places I go in the world it's almost sad to me like yeah. I'll go somewhere expecting to see you know a completely different culture Mm -hmm. And then when I get there, there's like McDonald's and Starbucks, and yeah. like, and it just kind of makes me sad. Like I can't get away from this culture sometimes, oh, okay. and I and I feel like I need to yeah. sometimes, you know, to really even appreciate mm -hmm. what we get over here. Um, so in Vietnam, you know, you live with your parents the whole time, but you decided to come over, and your parents are really happy for you being over here. Yeah. Um, is there anybody? Like you said, someone usually stays home. Do you have siblings or something that stayed home with your family? Um, now my parents are just alone, you know, mm -hmm. my uh, because of work. So my brother and my sister, they, they live far from home now. But they, they come home often, like once a week, oh, once wow. or twice a week to see my parents. Yeah. How, are you uh, oldest sibling? No, I'm the, I'm the middle one. The middle one. Yeah. So the three... The three of you three, and two yeah. parents. Older brother and younger sister. And where do you guys live in South Vietnam? We live like in the suburbs of Saigon, which is Ho Chi Minh City now. Mm hmm Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know much about Ho Chi Minh City except <laughs> for um, its a, you know association to Ho Chi Minh Trail. Um, but you said it's a suburb of Saigon, yeah. right? So it's right outside. Yeah, right outside. Okay. What, what, is the, what are the houses in, in the suburbs of... Vietnam look like because you right now you live in the suburbs pretty much of yeah. America. Um, so houses they are completely different from here, you know, because. Uh, so the way they build houses here, they do like uh, the material. It's on concrete there. Mm. It's on concrete there, and um, they usually have like high fence, high concrete, and security fence around the house and it's really like it's really hard to break in they for the windows for the door they use own steel and concrete you know hmm. here they I see like it the door is worked and the window is at glass and it's really easy to break in mm -hmm. um, I think because the the security system here is and the, the insurance too is so it's kind of perfect so people like not worry about much about their homes when they leave, you know. Mm -hmm. 
That's what, so why so. why in Vietnam do you think they they put the high like why what are you protecting yourself from with the high fences and I think we take from uh, like from bad people from thieves you know because mm. we our home we don't have insurance and yeah you know, no the, insurance over there yeah so if someone breaks in you're just screwed yeah. if your house burns down you're screwed you yeah. got to build a new one mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, so I bet you guys take really good care of, you know, what you got over yeah. there, you know. Yeah. I see that over here. I hate insurance companies. <laughs> Whether it's health insurance or home insurance or fire insurance or whatever, you know, I it helps a lot of people, you know. Yeah, it, helps. it, it does help a lot of people, but um I think there can be better better systems out there mm-hmm. if it was if someone really sat down and studied it and figured yeah. out the needs and you know, I think it could be better. That's really interesting, though. Um, you know, I can picture myself walking down a, a Vietnamese street and just all the houses are concrete yeah. and bars or mm-hmm. steel on yep. the windows. And it would be a totally different um, different atmosphere, you know? Yeah. Wow. So you guys are always protecting your, your valuables. What about out in public? Is it is it violent out in public or... Oh no, it's pretty, people are pretty friendly there, mm-hmm. most people, and most of them use motorcycles, they don't, cars are not common there, yeah. it's, we're having more cars now, but it's still not common, you know, for really rich people, mm-hmm. because, like, if you spend uh, 20000 for a car here, it could be 60000 like, three times more expensive there because of the wow. taxes so wow so really rich people have cars there it's getting it's getting more common now yeah and and cheaper now i think more yeah. affordable yeah yeah so if most people are on motorcycles that must make it really hard to get across the country um so do you guys have like a, a good train system or how do you guys get from one end of the country to the other or to other countries oh uh, we do have uh Airlines, yeah. we have allies or train, or we use the buses too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do you guys have pretty good public transportation then? Like, um, I can't say it's good, but I, it's not bad, you know. But it's just slow, mm-hmm. just slow. Yeah. Kind of operating on their own time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, when we're going to Thailand next month. We're gonna have a our own tour guide who's gonna translate for us, oh, and then okay. um, I think they have their own van, that, mm-hmm. so we don't have to worry about cars or anything. Yeah. Um, so that'll be nice. Um, but over at, yeah in Thailand, most most people um, have motorcycles or the uh, the tuk tuks, um, the little oh, yeah. carriages. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, the three wheels. Yep. Things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They seem really dangerous, but they go they go really fast. Um, yeah. Pretty interesting. <laughs> So how did you how did you get over here? I mean, um, did you just save up your money? Did you uh, get a? I mean, did you get into school over here? What? How did you actually get over to the country? Um. So, I sh- I shouldn't share this story, okay. you know, but I don't mind it, you know. Uh, I actually from a like normal family. My family is not rich at all, mm-hmm. and we definitely can't afford the school here for for abroad you know for study abroad but um, I I came here on a student visa 
on a student visa because I, I kind of did well at school, so I have a good record. So I just applied for a student visa to come here. It's just a way for me to come here to mm-hmm. like explore a new world. I definitely can, you know. Like my family don't have that kind of money for me to just come here and study here. So that's, that's how I came here. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, if we could, yeah, if you got citizenship, there's ways we can, um, you know, you can find ways to pay for school, yeah. you know, while you're here. So while you're here on the student visa, you can explore which school you might want to go to and how much it would cost. Yeah. And so how, I mean, and I think this is one of those things that I take for adv- advantage. You know, I was born here in America, so I don't have to worry about a lot of the things that you do. Um, and you know, what is it like, um, you know, living in a country that you really want to stay in, but, um, you know, there's so many, so much red tape to get citizenship. Yeah. What, what's that like? Mm. You know, I living like this without, without a green card or citizenship. Sometimes it's so depressing, you know, because it limits your your ability. Like I can do more than this, but without the right document, like I can't do much things here, you know. Like mm. sometimes I feel really depressed and I feel trapped in a. You know, like, like my my abilities are trapped. You know, I I, I can't use them. You know, I can't do more things that I like to to do. Yeah, I see what you're saying, you know, if you have all these talents and skill sets and you want to use them, you yeah. know, but, you know, this one little piece of paper is, you know, preventing you from doing that. Yeah. And you you mentioned the word trapped, you know, I've had depression a, a few times in my life and that's definitely one word I would use to yeah. describe it is usually when you find yourself in a point in your life where you can't move forward. Yeah, you and you just feel stuck, yeah. you know? Yeah, I feel stuck. And You're sometimes right. sometimes it feels like the only way you could go is backwards, you know? Yeah. And you don't want to go backwards, uh-huh. you know? So, yeah, that can be really tough, that feeling of trapped. The nice thing, though, you know, um, about... I like this teaching in Buddhism, though, you know? And I think they you, you can find the same thing in most spiritual traditions, but, you know, that everything has a beginning and everything has an end. You know, yeah. and that this too will end. You know, the depression will pass. Yeah. It won't last forever. You know, um, you know these barriers right now that you're experiencing to get into our country, they won't be there forever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard right now. Yeah, so. uh, it's, it's a hard path for citizenship. I don't even know what you have to do to become a citizen. Do you have to have like a job or a sponsor family or do you have to pass a test still? I don't even know what you got to do. What do you have to do? Um... I mean, there are, there are many ways to get citizenship, but uh, with my with my condition, you know, I don't have much money, so it's kind of harder for me. So I gotta do something, you know, that takes a long time and it's risky and it's it may not work. So, mm, I I can't share the details. So yeah, but. Uh, yeah, it just takes a long time for me. I I applied like three years ago and uh, it just fell. It didn't go well. It it fell. So I right now I'm like in the position that I need to. I start from square one. You know, do it over again. Do it over over again. Yeah. But I'm sure having gone through it one time one time already, like yeah. you know, 
it'll be faster mm -hmm. this time hopefully yeah and you know some things to avoid right so yeah. i'm sure there's some lessons learned after having gone through it the first time well, man that's that's got to be really tough you know i i know what it can feel like sometimes when you have abilities that you're very proud of that took a long time to develop and then you know someone or something just puts a cap on it yeah and you can't do mm -hmm. what you really want to do what are some of those those things that you can't do that you wish you could over here um so i wish i could go to school mm -hmm. because right now if i go to school it's too expensive for me i they would consider me i like He's an international student, so it's like much more expensive. Really? It's already expensive for a local. Like, I can never afford it, you know. Because I love studying, I will. Yeah, I, I have a. I think I have a ability to learn quickly. No, I've yeah, seen that in Jiu Jitsu, school. for sure. Yeah, I love, I love school. And I also uh, want to become a, a, a U.S. soldier. I want to join the army, but without a green card, I cannot do it. So mm. that's one of my dreams, becoming a, a soldier here. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Why? Like, where did that come from? Where did you... Was it from watching movies? Like yeah, you said? I, I, I think so. <laughs> it's from watching movies, too. I grew up watching a lot of uh, like movies about U.S. Army with my dad mm -hmm. and... Actually, my grandpa, he, uh, when, when, the, when the U.S. was in Vietnam War, my grandpa, he was one of the U.S. soldiers, too. Wow, your grandpa fought yeah. on the U.S. Yeah. side. Wow. Yep. And I, I always, you know, as a man, I always wanna, want my image to be strong and tough. So I just always wanted to be a soldier for the U.S., you know, for a free country. Yeah, where you're fighting for something you believe in. Yeah. Yeah. What were some of your favorite movies? Some of your favorite, like, uh, war movies that uh, you saw? I think it's a movie from, uh, of, uh, um, oh, it's, I suddenly forgot the, the name of the actor. He's really famous. So, the movie name is Saving Private Brian. Yeah, Saving Private Brian. From, uh, uh, What's his name? The Tom Hanks. Oh, Tom Hanks. Yeah, I just mm -hmm. suddenly forgot his yeah. name. Yeah, that's a great I war movie. I love that movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you seen any of the the Vietnam era war movies, like Platoon or Apocalypse Now or, um, you know, uh, Full Metal Jacket? Have you seen any of those ones? Yeah, Full Metal Jacket sounds familiar, mm -hmm. but I. Don't remember, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering if those, <laughs> you know, how accurate those movies are, because um, I'm sure they filmed them to be as accurate as possible. But that'd yeah. be interesting. So, I think you know, I when I was a kid too, I wanted to be an army man and, you know, do stuff like that. And then yeah. all through high school, I, you know, I went to military school and wanted to get into the naval academy and be a navy mm -hmm. seal. And, you know, I grew up around people like that, and, um, so I. I share that passion with you, although I've I've um, given up on that dream for myself. Mm. Um, I don't want that for my for my life anymore. But that's awesome, dude. That's awesome that you want to come over here and and fight for a country, um, you know. And surprising too, you're you're willing to fight for a country and put your life on the line for a country that still won't give you your citizenship. 
you know that's really yeah. disappointing um you know i think i you know i don't watch much news because it's too negative for me but I, <laughs> I think i have seen when i do flip it on like talks in the trump administration about um you know clauses or something like that where you know if you want to immigrate to the u.s you yeah. can do some military time first and then get your it can be like a path to citizenship yeah. right what do you think about something like that i mean that sounds like it would fit perfectly for you um i, I do have a friend who was in the army here too and he said that uh, like long time ago it was really easy you just came from another country and you want to charter the military and they give you you be granted citizenship but it doesn't work like that anymore now they require a green card you know so how do you get a green card mm, it's hard yeah that's what I try and I, I fail that I need to do that all again mm -hmm. I'm just afraid that when I get it you know I'll, I'll be too old for the, the army how old are you now I'm 27 okay I think I think they've relaxed the ages a little bit. I think you can get in there before 35. Yeah. Um, can you get a green card for work purposes? Um, yeah, people people can get that, but from everybody's situation is different. So mm -hmm. my situation is is different. So I I came on a student student visa, so right. it's kind of complicated yeah sounds very yeah. complicated <laughs> can't imagine uh someday i wish or i hope that callie and i get to move to another country uh, so we'll have to deal with all that you know i thought of moving to like switzerland uh, okay. um but from what i've heard like the swiss are very selective of who they let in their country so um, you know part of part of the reason not you know not a huge part but part of the reason why i want to pursue a, a phd or a doctorate oh, okay. at csu is because it will help me help my chances of getting into switzerland later to retire you know uh, i love that country and i love their politics and i love their gun laws and i love their you know skiing uh even though i never skied there the videos look amazing yeah. you know, i love the mountains up there and i love the way they they're communal um but in order to get in like they're going to be really selective so yeah. if i'm a doctor and Kelly has a great job you know, oh, okay. they'll let us in hopefully mm -hmm. so you know we could live there i've had dreams of you know living in like bali or something and yeah. have really long blonde dreadlocks or something like that yeah. and do jujitsu on the beach <laughs> cool. uh, that'd be that'd fun be cool. oh yeah that's one thing too so you told me when you when you started jujitsu with us that they don't have jujitsu in vietnam yeah when i was there i heard nothing about jiu-jitsu. I didn't even know about it. I knew about judo, you know. Mm -hmm. What are some of the other martial arts in, in Vietnam? There are many from other countries too, like Taekwondo from Korea. Mm -hmm. Sure. Muay Thai from Thailand. Mm -hmm. Judo from Japan. Uh, karate and judo from Japan. We do have uh, our own martial art too. It's called, one's called, uh, traditional martial art or the other one's called Võ Vietnam is the it stands for Võ Vietnam Võ means martial arts mm -hmm. so to martial art of Vietnam yeah, martial art of Vietnam and how do you say it uh Võ Vietnam Võ Vietnam yeah Võ Vietnam um is that like uh, mostly a striking 
Yeah, yeah, they do striking and like sweeping too. Okay, nice. All kinds of stuff. So some some weapons turns. too. They oh, weapons, weapons too. too. What about like kung fu? Do you see kung fu over there from China? Oh yeah. So we Chinese do have kung fu too. from China too. Cool. Yeah, I love. Um, maybe that's why I felt more at home over there too, is because I grew up doing martial arts. I've yeah. been doing it since I was four, and you know I've done karate and taekwondo and aikido and um, jujitsu and karate and i've yeah. done a lot of those things mm-hmm. um and you know muay thai and i go over there and it, it just you see it in the culture yeah like there's you walk down the street and there's people kicking a heavy bag like yeah. out on their front porch right yeah. it's like <laughs> you know in thailand it's their national sport yeah um korea you know phenomenal at taekwondo yeah you know J- japanese and judo in the olympics amazing yeah. i love watching that mm-hmm. stuff so yeah. Again, when I go, whenever I go over there, I feel like that's my home. Yeah. Like I, I need to live over there or something. Because when I get back to America and I see all the capitalism and all the, you know, waste and yeah. you know, it's really sad. And I don't feel like, you know, this is necessarily <laughs> the place where I feel at yeah. home. You know. Wow, that's really cool though. So no jujitsu in Vietnam. Uh, yeah, when I was there, but. Uh recently it just came to vietnam recently really i, I knew it uh, because of my sister and she when she graduated from the university there she started working for like a, a sport center that has jiu-jitsu so i go wow it has jiu-jitsu now you know i didn't know about jiu-jitsu when i was there like mm-hmm. four years ago Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And before you came over, you trained in other martial arts too. I think you said you yeah, I did, did taekwondo. Some, yeah, I did taekwondo, taekwondo for many years the whole time. And mm-hmm. uh, I try some Muay Thai too. It's fun, right? Just yeah, it's fun. I love it. Mm-hmm. What else? Any just those two? Yeah, did those two. Okay, I remember when you first came into the gym. Um, I think one of the first, first or second sparring night you came in. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't know who you were yet, and but I saw you throwing some really skilled kicks, and I could tell right away it was, I was like, that's Taekwondo that he's doing, because that's a big part of my background, too, yeah. you know, the snappy type kicks and mm-hmm. things like that, and your flexibility, and yeah. Um, yeah, it was awesome to see another person with a Taekwondo background coming in. It's pretty cool, but you picked up jujitsu really fast, too. I think I joke around with you on the mat sometimes that if you go back to <laughs> Vietnam you're going to be the highest ranking jiu-jitsu person in Vietnam you know you get pretty good training with us yeah what, I, what's I love like? jiu-jitsu yeah. yeah I got obsessed with jiu-jitsu but sadly now I I can't come to the gym anymore I got away for a while before I can come back you know mm-hmm. yeah well you know when you will still be there waiting for you yeah. when you get back <laughs> yeah. but what do you what do you love about it why did you fall in love with that one because um, I mean you have this background in other ones too um so Jiu Jitsu uh I found it really practical everywhere you know like you don't really need to need to be fighting to use Jiu Jitsu it's like when you walking on the street or on your bike and you like there's an accident you you fall off your bike and you have jujitsu in you you'll be fine you know mm-hmm. something like that <laughs> yeah absolutely mm-hmm. that happens to me too like i'm too old to be skateboarding but when i do get on a skateboard if i hit a rock or something and 
fall forward or fall backwards um you know we use our break falls or our rolls you know and yeah. very rarely you know mm -hmm. knock on wood do i hurt myself even yeah. coming off my motorcycle you know um yeah i find that all the time it helps with falls it helps with you know when you step off a curb wrong yeah. you can catch yourself <laughs> a little bit better because you're a little more you know flexible and yeah what else do you like about it um Uh, like it's actually have you clear your mind it's like as you know about my situation here I'm mm -hmm. I got depressions all the time and then after jujitsu my mind is so clear I just think about my body that is so acting right now you know my body feels mm -hmm. like it's broken I just want to go to bed and I don't think about my problems anymore you know it's, mm -hmm. it's one thing to and yeah it's the, it's not only about the physical you know it's about the mind too you get to to get to meet people and you get to like train your mind to in a jujitsu like jujitsu sparring you really need to train your mind to stay calm and and think about what move are you going to make mm -hmm. with your opponents you know with your teammates it's pretty awesome you yeah know? Yeah, I feel like, you know, there's a little bit of that mind training in, like, the traditional martial arts that we've yeah. talked about, but not as much, not even close, yeah. right? Um, because especially when you first start jujitsu, like, you feel like you're drowning, yeah. right? Because you're yeah. getting choked, uh -huh. like, a hundred times in yeah, an hour yeah. and getting smashed and people are laying on you and you can't move and you're just <laughs> getting wrapped up and are... You know if we're not trained in our mind and this is most of us when we start yeah. you know we get in those situations and we start to freak out you know yeah. which makes us <laughs> it makes it worse yeah right when i first started i was so frustrated that i couldn't do anything on the ground like i couldn't move mm -hmm. <laughs> he's not bigger than me but i, I couldn't move yeah I, I got so frustrated you know yeah so even the small <laughs> even the smaller people yeah. they just hold you mm -hmm. and you cannot move yeah i know yeah and so you feel you know you know, it builds up like anxiety. Yeah. And, and if you freak out, it gets worse. But over time, the more you do it, more repetition, yeah. you know, you develop that ability mm -hmm. to, you know, you find yourself in a dangerous position. Maybe somebody's threatening you a little bit with a move and you can slow your mind down and be yeah. like, okay, I don't need to freak out here, but what do I need to do to get out of this? Because yeah. this is not going to be mm -hmm. good. And then you can think your way through it, yeah. right? I think that helps in life too. Yeah. Like you said, like falling off a bike, mm -hmm. you know, the physical things that we train can help you in those yeah. situations but like dealing with times in our life where we're just feeling like oh man i'm gonna f I, there's too much pressure of the world yeah, i'm gonna yeah, freak yeah. out and then we go back to our jujitsu and be like mm -hmm. okay i gotta calm my mind yeah. this isn't helping i have to calm my mind and like how do i get out of this what is the step-by-step -step thing i have to do yeah. to not get submitted by this thing mm -hmm. in my life right I love jiu-jitsu because, yeah, out of all the martial arts I've done, um, you know, it trains you in the physical part. So you don't yeah. have to worry about that, right? You can walk down the, the alley and not have to worry most of the time unless, yeah. you know, someone pulls a knife, then you better have some other kind of martial art yeah. in, in you, right? Mm -hmm. Like a striking one um, or Krav Maga or something. But for the most part, you know, it gives you the confidence to yeah. move, move through the world yeah. with freedom. You don't have to worry about physical threat, yeah. right? And then beyond that, it gets you in shape, yeah. trains your body, gets your body in shape, gets your mind in shape, 
but then you also get to take lessons that you learn from yeah. jiu and like take it out into your life and it, it makes life better you get to yeah. use your jujitsu, you know at work verbal jujitsu, you know i think that's pretty cool how quickly you took to it and how quickly you, you know you figured it you figured that piece out that it's not just about the physical mm. you know you've yeah. only been doing it for six months right yeah. how many stripes you got on your on your white belt i got three stripe now mm-hmm. yeah so three stripe white belt yeah I, I didn't figure out the philosophy behind a lot of jujitsu stuff by that time. Yeah. You know, I at least blue belt before I started learning that mm-hmm. I could take jujitsu off the mat too yeah. and make my life better. Yeah, and then you mentioned too the the community, you know, the people that you meet. Yeah, it's great. You know, it's right? Yeah, and just right people on the mat. You know. Yeah, and we're all putting each other through hell mm-hmm. and laughing about it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you go back to Vietnam to visit, do you think you're going to bring your gi with you and see if you can go choke some people out at that <laughs> training center that your sister was talking about? Yeah, of course. You know, I like to, I like to, you know, do something. I always, I, I always like to do something with people, something like that in martial arts. You know, I really wanted to meet more people and, try their skills you know Mm -hmm. yeah out of all the martial arts you've trained what is your favorite Mm, my favorite I think my favorite is Chichisu yeah yeah I think mine is too Mm -hmm. not to say that the other ones aren't aren't good I mean they are good yeah they're good good. they're all good for their own thing yeah yeah so yeah so being from Vietnam, what do you think? And are you a Buddhist? Were you raised no, Buddhist? Not. You're not. I grew up Catholic. Really? I was raised Catholic. Yeah. Wow. So you had more of a, probably a strict upbringing than I did. I wasn't raised anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my family is really strict, you know. Um, but uh, but uh, Buddhism is so, is really big there. So around me, there would the pagodas everywhere, you know. I know a lot of uh, I know a lot about Buddhism too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to those pagodas to eat their food, you know. Some some vegan food. That's really good. Nice. Mm-hmm. Do they teach Buddhism in the schools over there? Uh no. No. no okay, don't. so just like here in America like we don't really teach religion in most schools yeah. unless it's like a like a specific school yeah. for that, like Christian school or whatever. But um, so it's separate over in Vietnam too. Yeah. Okay, so then you'd go to your temple or your pagoda to learn about Buddhism. Yeah. Okay, and then you'd also do your praying there as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that's well. That was probably one of my favorite parts of going to Thailand is visiting the the temples mm-hmm. and just how beautiful they are and you know detailed yeah and they're amazing and then you find out how old they are and you're like oh my god like we don't have anything like that at home you know it's amazing and then you know to top it all off i love seeing you know monks just walking around in the street yeah everywhere you know with a big smile on their face Mm -hmm. it makes me smile to see them smile yeah do you have a lot of monks um yeah we do yeah a lot of monks there yeah so it seems like you know i know Again, I don't know much about Vietnamese history, but in Thailand, um, 
in a lot of places, you know, the path set for like kids was either go to Thai boxing school mm-hmm. and be a success, yeah. or go to um, like a monk uh, a monk development center, like oh. a like a like a temple, okay. and so. I mean, it sounds already like in Vietnam you guys have a lot more opportunity to to be, get into business and maybe travel the country and travel the world to to do other things. Mm-hmm. But was that something that that's a a big part? Like, did you see friends and stuff growing up that went off and became monks or or went off and became soldiers or anything like that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I have a lot of friends uh, in Vietnamese army and. In temples too, yeah. Every everyone pick their own future, you know, mm-hmm. what they want to do. For me, I just wanted to explore the world more, you know. Yeah, my my dream is to become a U.S. citizen because from a U.S. citizen, you make make travel easier. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, even to other countries. Yeah, for sure. So after you get your citizenship. What's the dream after that? Like, because I I think that that's gonna happen in in the next year or two. You mm. know. So once you reach that, like, what's next? What do you wanna What do you wanna do with your life? What do you wanna study? What do you wanna pursue? Yeah, if I if it's too late for me to join the army, I will go to school. You know, because here schools are open for everyone at any ages, so it's really easy and more opportunities opportunities here to mm-hmm. go to school. It's not like in Vietnam. In Vietnam, out of high school, we must take a really hard test, like super hard test to get into universities, you know. And it's it's just opposite from here. Mm. It's opposite. As yes. far as opportunities? Yeah, the uh, education there is opposite. It's like, it's kind of like hard to get in, but it's easier to, it's easy to get out. But here it's like everyone can just go to school, but they must do really well at school to get out of school things like that hmm okay so you're saying in Vietnam like it's really hard to to get in the door to the school yeah but then after that it's pretty easy to finish school yeah okay but here it's easy to get in school but difficult to finish Mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting why do you think uh, in Vietnam it's it's so easy like once you're in school because they are they already gave you that test or like what's um no it's like it's the it it just it's, there are many scandals in school you know once once they get to college there and you know the system here um like when you're in school there they just give you the way they the way they teach there is different too they just give you materials they they make you learn all of that and give you the test from that and you just kind of, if you're hardworking, you remember everything and you you just pass, you know. But here you like the teachers here are just helping you. They just like uh, instructor. They they have you to research your own thing, and um and you must work really hard to get out of school here. But there you know, there it's not perfect. The edu- edu- education. No system there is not perfect, so there there are many ways that like lazy people can get through to, you know, hmm. things like that. As long as they can pass that yeah. test and get mm-hmm. in the door. Wow, 
Well, it's the way you describe it, it sounds, you know, if I could put like a label on it, it sounds like, you know, the, the American system is a little bit warmer yeah. and the Vietnamese education system is a little colder because like they just give you the material and say, here, study this or, and pass the test yeah. or else, you know, yeah. and in America, it sounds like the teacher's more willing to step in and help yeah. you. And like, if you're having trouble, they'll help you get through and they'll help you learn it. In yeah. Vietnam, it's like you either learn it or, you know, yeah. what, what happens if you, um, don't get into college over there? What do most people find themselves doing for work? Uh, they, you know, lies about, it's, it's about luck too. It's not all people that have school, they get a good job and they make good money. Not everyone is, is like that. Some people that they didn't go to school at all, they they just decided to do something on their own and make a small business and then grow that business and they make a lot of money or they can work. They can work at places that doesn't require require school. So, mm-hmm. so that's a lot like our culture yeah. here too. Mm-hmm. You know, you can find um, really good work and make really good money with the high school education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's similar, huh? That's interesting, though. So, what do your what do your parents do for work? Oh, they they did all kinds of work to raise us. They worked really hard. Hmm. Yeah. Are they retired now? Uh, no. My dad is still working, still but working. my mom stays home because she's she's not well, you know, her health. So um, she just stay home and takes care of the family. And my dad's still working right now, but uh, I'm trying to make him retire I will support my parents and I don't want them to work hard anymore because they spend their whole life raising us really hard mm-hmm. yeah yeah so so yeah I mean you I can hear the gratitude in your voice you're very grateful mm-hmm. for what they've done for you yeah you want to be able to pay them back do your siblings feel the same way do they yeah they, they do feel the same way mm-hmm. wow yeah, I see that sometimes here in the U.S., you know, yeah. where the kids want to take care of the parents. But a lot of the time here, it's like, you know, the kids will move away and, you know, they'll have their own life and the parents are, you know, left to, you know, deal with their own issues or get a nurse that stays in the house or something. Yeah. I, life is it's like the total opposite from life here. It, here and there in Vietnam, it's just opposite. Everything is opposite. Like, um, but there, my parents like they had to do anything, to everything to to raise us. They get everything for us. To you know, when we when we're sick, they 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 have to have money to pay for us for the hospital and for mm-hmm. school fees and everything. But here they, here the children here they have a lot of support from from the government so it's kind of you know so when they get out their own they when they go to college they have like um like funds from government from for for college here sure and there we are, we are on our own you know our government they they don't do the stuff like the government here so like no loans yeah, nothing no loans like, yeah. nothing there wow mm-hmm. so how do people pay for education then you have to come from a rich family in order to go to college. Uh, it's not. It's not really expensive there. It's okay. not really expensive there. Like when I was in college there, I pay for my. 
I went to work and pay for my own college. Oh, okay. For four years of college there, uh, it just cost me, like, I think it cost me like about five hundred a year, five hundred dollars a year. Wow. Yeah. That's so, insane. I know it's pretty cheap there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is insane. <laughs> Man, that's one part of our country I'm so frustrated with is the price of education. Yeah. You know, I'm in, you know, because of my master's degree and everything, it's so much debt, you know, that when you graduate, now you have to work 10 or 15 years just to get back to zero, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and the, the prices of schools over here just keeps going up, like, so fast. Yeah. Uh, I would love to pay $500 a year <laughs> for, yeah. for school. What did you get your uh, degree in? In literature. Literature. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vietnamese literature is that? Yeah, Vietnamese. Literature. Very nice. What do you think of American literature? Have you gotten into any of that yet? Uh, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, just a little bit. I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I try to. Yeah, I try to read the Shakespeare, mm-hmm. right? It's really hard to understand. It is hard. It's, like, it's, it's hard <laughs> oh for us to understand God. sometimes, too. <laughs> yeah. No, that guy goes pretty deep, you know. Yeah. A lot of meanings behind meanings. Yeah. You know, very, yeah. a lot of layers. Very cool. So, your plan after is um, get your get your citizenship. Yeah. Right? And then you said you want to use your American citizenship to get into the military if you can. Yeah. And if you can't, you uh, want to travel. Yeah, I want to go to school, learn something else, and mm-hmm. then travel. Yeah. I love to see the world, you know. Yeah, me too. And being here can help my parents a lot, you know, because um, if I, I come back there... And work there and stay there. Uh, the economy now, I may make good money or I may not make good money. So I'm not sure that I can take care of my parents really well. But being here, the the currency here is much bigger. So I work here and can I can support them every month, so they they can live really well there with my support. You know, that's great. Yeah, that must make you feel really good. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people come to this country to be able to do that, Yeah, you know, and, and send money back home. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. You know, for me, I feel like, you know, it kind of sucks. I would like to take care of uh, family members when they get old, yeah. but it costs so much to just take care of myself and my, my wife and my whole family. Yeah, I you can know. see that here, but it's hard to... Uh, there's one thing here when people get old, you know, they got own kind of stuff from, from the government, like Medicare, and mm-hmm. they got money every month for, for their retirement because they pay taxes. But there, old people when they can't work anymore, they have no money at all. So we must take care of them. Yeah. Yeah. It forces you to. Yeah. Or else, you know, they're yeah. out on the street or something. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's intense. Yeah. And then you have to hustle for your food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Pete, I want to thank you again for coming on the podcast. It was awesome. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> yeah, it was great to get to know you and get to know a little bit more about another country and Vietnamese culture and what it's like yeah. for someone to immigrate to the country and, and try and get through our system that's just, you know, flipped over on its head. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Um, 
so yeah, I think your perspective is very valuable, and there's probably a lot of people out there that you know need to hear about the struggles that you go through and, you know, facing depression and, and getting through that and finding ways like through jujitsu yeah. to, to, you know, go home every night find ways to clear your mind, find ways to let go of your problems for yeah. a couple hours and do something good for yourself. Yeah. It makes all the difference, right? When you yeah. go home and you just want to go to sleep and, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I want to thank you for being on. I want to remind our listeners that if you guys have any questions or comments for myself or my guest, please feel free to reach out to us on mindops.com or um, on any of the podcast comment sections. Um, so you can reach us at mind-ops.com. Also check out our MindOps YouTube page where we break down some of the concepts that we talk about in, in these uh, recordings. Um, again, The best support you can give us is to continue to listen, and uh, if you wish, you're more than welcome to donate to the podcast. All donations go towards upgrading our system. So again, Pete, I want to thank you for being here. I hope to see you in the near future on the mats when you can get up there again. You know, we miss you, and um, want to see you get that four stripe and and get a blue belt soon. (laughs) That'd be awesome Uh, see you compete too. So um, for Conversations with the Mind... This is your host, Shane LeMaster, signing off. We'll see you guys next time. And until then, take care of yourselves. Spread the message.